future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Thank you, and welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. I have two type A trailblazers on today. We're going to start off the show with uh, film director Lisa France, and then later in the show, uh, Hollywood up-and-coming star and screenwriter, director, Britt Logan. So first up, please give a warm welcome to the incomparable director, Lisa France. Hi, Lisa. Hi, How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me on. This ah. is great. Yeah. Well, you are working on some really cool stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As a fellow documentary filmmaker, I know how much blood, sweat, and tears go into making documentaries. And you have an amazing one coming out that you just submitted to some pretty high-profile uh, film festivals. Yep. I know you're hoping to get in Tribeca, Berlin, South by Southwest, and mm-hmm. and, and these uh, really big uh, festivals that are so notable. And I know you've had great success in the past uh, with award-winning films, so I'm so looking forward to seeing this. And we're going to talk about it today because it's such an unusual topic. It's really a, a one-of-a-kind, first-time uh, type of documentary, so I'm excited to talk about it. But first, um, I want to talk about you know your background and your your journey to becoming a filmmaker because I know so many people you know that listen are thinking that maybe that's something they would like to do. They should not. <laughs> we both tell you don't do it. Don't, don't do, do, it. It. Don't do <laughs> it. Unless you absolutely must. Yeah, it, it is a like as many of my artist friends say, it, it's a calling. Yeah. So it's like a gift, and and so if you feel that calling, you kind of have to yeah. do it because you get that burning you desire. Yeah, you can't stop yeah. it. I mean, I just uh, I had never seen it before, but I just watched. Um, Eddie the Eagle with my girlfriend. Oh, I love that movie. And I That's I, a must see. <laughs> I thought if that's you, yeah. Like if you're if that's your experience, yeah. which if you don't know what the movie's about, it's basically about a guy who was obsessed with being an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And that's all he wanted to do. Yeah. And um and, and, it, and it, the odds were like, like yeah. no, there's no odd. The guy yeah. was a no. He was a yeah. no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not yeah. happening, home slice. Yeah, like he started his life with like wearing a big leg brace. Like he just, yeah, yeah. he it, just, it was just, you know, yeah. And, and, he and did the, movie, the impossible. Yeah, really. he did the impossible, and it, it's such an inspiring story. And um, you know, he he broke records for Britain, and uh, yeah, and I. I'm attracted to those types of stories. Yeah, especially because you're so athletic. Like, that's yeah, your whole background. That, that was my background. I was very similar to that kid. Yeah. I was a little crazy like he was. Yeah. So I, you were like a really uh, a highly regarded... Player. I played basketball in high school, college, professionally, and then mm-hmm. I became a triathlete. And, you know, I kind of thought my career was going to head in the that direction of right. teaching and sports and all that. And right. um, it was actually kind of by pure accident that I stepped into the film world. Right. Um, and your journey there started with acting, right? Yeah, I started yeah. as an actress and, uh, you so, know, moved. I, I did what a lot of people do is like, oh, and I was older. Mm-hmm. I was already, I'm not going to say how much older, but I was older. Yeah. And um, I thought, crap, I better, uh, I better yeah. make a film. 
right. myself. Right. So I wrote, directed, and starred in a short film. Yeah. And uh, then... But even before that... Well, like, I did stunts, and I did... Yeah. I was a PA, and I was a background actor and a stand-in, and... Yeah. And I, I was asking you how you started becoming an actor. You were actually, like, working at this camp out in the woods, and... <laughs> I, I mean, it's, you know, you were, like, the adventurer, and... Yeah, I was just... Yeah, walking. you were having fun, right? Yeah, I was... Bartending, yeah, and... Yeah, just doing all this kind of... Yeah, yeah, and I was, I was kind of heading in the career of a nonprofit retreat center right and my boss and I were just happened to be walking by a um they were holding auditions at this local theater and the director's assistant chased me out the door we were watching and they asked me to come and audition I thought that talk, was very weird yeah talk <laughs> about the universe tapping you on the shoulder yeah, it's huh? like what and then my boss is the one that actually pressed me and said you should really pursue this and I you know I took an acting class for fun my senior year of college and you know, yes, that something happened there also where I should have probably, but I was going to play professional basketball. But my teacher did say, you know, you're talented. Talent you should, there, I'm yeah. Like, I don't want to be an actor. Ew, gross. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to worry about my hair and my face and my teeth and all that stuff. And ooh, what do I weigh? And ugh. and I just it just wasn't. And I I'd still do it now and again. In fact, right. I acted recently in um in my not just acted up. Uh, I do that. All, you do that too. I, do that I know. Every time. But my girlfriend is a director, and she uh, made a movie called um, Killer Coach, and I played a teacher. Just, oh, fun. Just, just It's on Lifetime. You right should now. mention your partner, yeah. Lee Friedlander. Lee Friedlander, the yeah. awesome director. She's Awesome. Movies for Lifetime and Hallmark, and she actually has been very inspirational to me as well. But yeah, so that's how it that's how yeah. it all started. I and then yeah. I w- saw I walked by a set in New York. I saw Meet Joe Black, and I was like, <gasps> I fell in love. Yeah, and that that's when I sort of became Eddie the Eagle. Right, I became crazy. Right, like I psycho. Right, like I sat you knew on, that's what you wanted. I to just do. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what I was looking at. I didn't. I just was like, yeah. how do I get involved? How do I? I want to do this forever. Right, and that now, was the now when you started on this path, y- your parents, how did they feel about you know going? Yeah, because. <laughs> You what? Yeah, yeah. Because you'd gone to grad school yeah, and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I they have were a like master's degree. Yeah, in you're, you're going to be an actor. Yeah, yeah. Act what? Yeah. And you know, and again, and I was little, even a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. like my dad's. They're like, like, no, that's worse. No. I remember my yeah. dad saying, uh, "You're not a filmmaker." Yeah. And, and, and um, I remember I, we got to love our parents, right? I remember when I brought home uh, a movie that I had executive produced. And I needed to raise a little more money for it. And mm-hmm. I showed it to my dad. And he walked across his backyard to a friend and said, my daughter needs money for this movie. Oh, like, and, my and, God. And that, that's such a cool story. And my mother actually gave me money to make my first short. So they, I have goosebumps. So yeah, now they saw your, very your work. And then they were like, oh, my God, yeah, you have talent. They, they were really. Now, you know, you, you still can't believe them, really, because. You know, <laughs> they are your parents. They are your parents. Of course. They're like, you're all The awesome. bar is low, honey. The bar is very low. I'm kidding. They, <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. I'm sure yeah. it was amazing. And that's was, why you got behind you. No, know, I think yeah. all of us would like to make our parents happy on some yeah. level but that was gratifying of course and that's then, really cool and then when I made my first feature and be real that kind of that was it like they were like holy I didn't like yeah. the movie at all but everybody else liked it a lot and yeah well that was really unique I want you to explain what that was because that was your first film and <laughs> no it's really unique I mean I didn't even know what I was doing I was in the film business for about a minute yeah but it was I, about this rapper girl and you did yeah, it to a yeah. narrative of Anne Frank yes yeah, so how clever Anto- is that it was great Antonio yeah. Macio, uh who's an amazing writer and he he he's has a lot of uh, films and He's a director as well. He 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 did a great job 
with this story. This story was amazing about a young girl who wants to be a rapper who's inspired by the diary of Anne Frank. Mm -hmm. And my producer, uh, Louis Morrow and Jocelyn Herman, they, you know, they were like, this should be your first movie. And I said, what? What do I look like? I'm not a hip hop. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Oh, how interesting. And, uh, I, I, but I read the screenplay and I thought, wow, that's an amazing idea to commingle yeah. these two worlds and yeah. juxtapose them against one another. And, you know, we had to rewrite quite a bit because mm -hmm. Louis really wanted to get the diary of Anne Frank for real because mm -hmm. it was paraphrased and it wasn't the end. She's reading the diary in the movie. Wow. So he said, that's it. I'm calling the Frank Fonz. And uh, he actually ended up getting permission. Wow. So that was incredible. And, and, um, and that ended up in film festivals and got yeah, awards. Yeah, won a lot and, of yeah. two Spirit Award nominations. And um, it, it, you know. So then you had that validation that, yes, I'm supposed to be a filmmaker. Sort of, I guess. Yeah. So. But I, I mean, and but I don't, I don't mean it was easy after that because then we talked about yeah, it. It was still, happened. still hard. <laughs> I mean, it's always I, hard. I, got to make, yeah. I did get. When I, when I say I get to make films, I mean, I think any of us who love making films um, realize it's a, an extraordinary privilege to get. To, to tell, tell stories, stories. yeah, and I feel that way even on this show. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's, a, it's. I feel privileged to tell your story, and thank you. Yeah. I, I feel privileged to be here, yeah. and it's it's a very um, man. There's nothing like shooting a movie. There's oh, it's yeah. like drugs. I mean, it's just crazy. And when you're doing it, and if you, I, I'm divorced from myself. I, I feel like I'm the most me I ever am because I'm not even there. You know, it's right, it's a right. strange experience, but you're you're like a hyper realized version of yourself, and and. It's uh, so anyway, I, after that, I, you know, I got to make two more films. They did not have quite the same. Um, I did sell them. We, we, we sold them, I but I didn't, you know, still could scraping and right. always independent. Never. I'm, I'm available. Yeah, I'm available. You need a job. <laughs> and I and I know we talked about yeah, come, growing up, you were always a trailblazer. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and I think really filmmakers just in, in essence are trailblazers yeah. because it takes a lot to just, you know, pick up and make a movie. And like you said, no one's going to ask you to do it. You kind of have to make it happen. <laughs> you have to anyone. make it happen. You rarely yeah. get the call. Yeah, nobody calls up and goes, would you please? Uh, but um, tell me about some of the pioneering things, and, and that kind of is in your family, right? Yeah, I mean, my, um, you know, I I remember very, at a very young age, I was, I think I was 14 or 15, and I had moved from Massachusetts to Dublin, Ohio, and we didn't have a cross-country team. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to run cross-country. Right. And in the past, they allowed girls to run with the guys and stuff. And I remember asking the coach, Chad Beeler, he's like, well, we have to have five people. I said, I can get five people. Uh-huh. And I, I formed our first cross-country team. And then, you know. Women's that, team. Women's team, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So they didn't have they didn't have a girls' team. And uh, so we did that. And as a result, I, I broke, like, like a little like Eddie the Eagle, I broke the first school record. For uh, oh, my gosh. Because I love just that. as a, no one else having done it before. Right, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. Cool. So, you, break, you know, yeah, you started yeah. the team, you get to break the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that it actually lasted for a little while. And then, um, you know, and then in college, similar kinds of things. I, I remember being thrown on, I was on the basketball team and, um, <laughs> Molly Perdue, my coach, asked me if I would sit on this committee, which looks at the budgets for women's and men's and uh, sports and recreation for all mm -hmm. the Division One sports in our recreation department. And I, I received the budget and I looked at it a few times and I thought, well, this is this can't be correct. Like I think I'm missing a page. Mm -hmm. You know, the vice presidents there, the athletic directors there, all the representatives from all the different areas, mm -hmm. and everyone. You could have heard a pin drop. 
And I went, uh oh, I think I just got in trouble somehow. And everyone's like, and I said, well, I can't really vote for this because this is quite a discrepancy because everyone said, no, this is right. I said, no, this is wrong. And, and what was what the discrepancy was that the men's uh, athletic department, yeah. uh, all their sports were getting about 10 to 15 times more money than the, than the women's. women's. And wow. I, uh, I just said, that can't be correct. Like, I know that must be wrong. Right. And you in know, your naivete, I, I was yeah. 19 years old and an idiot, but yet not that, you know, no, I saw inequity. Yeah. yeah. So I remember Linda Carpenter and Vivian Acosta, they were professors there. They were incredible. They sort of took me aside and said, listen, we're about to get tenure, but not quite yet. Why don't you file the complaint to the Office of Civil Rights? Wow. It took a long time. Yeah, but, but you did. I did it. Yeah, I did. Good do for it. you. Yeah, and then they took it over because I was a little it was getting a little crazy and then they went to court and my my coach actually won the f I, I believe it's the first time ever uh, a, a woman or anyone has won a monetary uh, amount uh, for a title nine suit wow yeah and she wrote a book about it oh my gosh so she's very inspired I don't know what the name of it is yeah. but um but you know she was very inspiring to me too I yeah. mean I've had a lot of really great inspiring my dad's very inspiring he's always been an entrepreneur you know my mom is amazing like incredible extraordinary woman who I'm I'm so proud of her I I could get emotional talking about my parents yeah uh, but my mom just retired but she worked her whole life she yeah. took care of two girls all by herself wow. and then when we did need help it was my great-grandmother my grandmother my mother my sister and me all mm. living together wow. and with my and, and it was just a very you know you grow up in a world like that you're like well we can do anything right yeah so super and, women yeah and so she worked her butt off her whole life yeah she saved and squandered and took care of us and she's now retired and i'm so oh, happy for her that's awesome and my dad still works he's still yeah. working on a, a, a something that no one's ever done before kind of a thing right which I'm very, yeah you told me he's like that serial yeah, entrepreneur yeah, and really you get that from him yeah and, but i think a little bit of each of them you know my yeah. mom is uh you know I've, I've always somehow paid the bills yeah you know and then i have my dad who's you know he's not going to give up until yeah. he makes a difference in the world with some Thing yeah. that no one's ever done before. That's really cool, yeah, though, that he so. has that ambition. And yeah. it sounds like you kind of have the best of both. I love my parents, and I love yeah. my. I have two sisters, and they're amazing, Amy and Allie. And I mean, I just have an awesome family at large. I mean, I really do. They're very supportive, You're lucky. and You're yeah, one my of the lucky ones. My friends, my college, my high school. You know, yeah. they're all amazing. So to me. let's talk about this amazing project that you have on the table, which was <laughs> I know you were kind of getting discouraged with the filmmaking thing, and then bam. <laughs> This fell in your path. Yeah. And, and tell me how this project started. You, Well, you, I was about to go to nursing school. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to quit the business. Talk about throwing in the towel, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had tried everything. I had yeah. made a sizzle reel for, like, all women who fix up cars. I had made a sizzle reel for a gun show. I had written – I'd had more close calls in this business. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I'm, yeah. And I got into nursing school, and it was kind of exciting at yeah. my age to – still yeah. be able to go yeah, do we're that. Never too old to switch no, careers. No, you're never too yeah. old. And it was very... But then <laughs> then I got an email from um you know, I'm on the email list and uh, uh part of the Alliance uh, for Women's Directors. I'm not currently a member. I have to pay my dues. Okay. Uh, but they're a great organization and mm -hmm. women, you know, really helping each other, other directors, writers, producers. And oh. I had gotten an email and it said That's this, good to know. If somebody wants to be yeah, a director, uh, yeah, they should AWD, be in a women's Yeah, AWD, Alliance, Alliance of Women Directors. Alliance of you Women have Directors. To, you have to have directed a certain amount of stuff mm -hmm. to get in. It's, you know, it's, it is, yeah. it's a, you have to apply. Right. But um, they had, there was an email that went out 
and it said, this guy is going to push his wheelchair across the United States of America. He needs a crew. <laughs> and so I, you know, me, I, I am like, that's interesting. I want to yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I looked to see if anyone had done it before, and I could not find that anyone had done that wow. before. Another I, first. Yeah. And that's kind of my weakness. And yeah. so I remember going, oh, my God, well, let me just meet the guy. Yeah. So I went to meet Gabe, Gabe Cor- Gabriel Cordell. Um, also, his he's Palestinian Catholic. So his actually just to make, just to it, make more, it more interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, his real name, his actual his bo- born name is uh, Sahil Agabi. But um, he became an actor. And so he changed his name to Gabriel Cordell to make it easier for himself. Anywho, um, I met him in person and he was a little late for our meeting. And I, you know, he was very troubled by this. And he's so sweet. He's like, I'm so sorry I'm late. I couldn't find a parking place. And I was sitting in front, outside in front of two handicapped spots and they were both empty. And I said, why didn't you park there? I mean, I don't know if you, do you have one of those blue, you know? Yeah. He said, oh yeah, I have one of those, but I'm not handicapped. Oh, that's cool. And this guy's a paraplegic. I like him already. Yeah, you just, that, that was yeah. kind of it for me. I, yeah. You know, but he has a, you know, he can't feel anything from his chest all the way down. Wow, what happened to him? Uh, he was in a car accident. A woman mm-hmm. went through a red light and hit him and oh he gosh. went flying out of his chair and, How, or just, out of his Jeep. He was in a Jeep, an open top Jeep, and he went flying out and hit a telephone pole. Oh my God. And that was it. And he, he, he knew pretty instantaneously that he was going to end up in a chair. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, and he had a slippery slope, you know, he had rough stuff that when you're 20 years old or 22, I forget how old, he was young, very young. Oh my gosh. And he was at the height of his virility and his manhood and an athlete and just, I I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, I don't think unless it's happened to you that you can really imagine Mm -hmm. what that does to you. Right. Um, But he went through some really difficult times, you know, he got into some drug abuse and gambling addiction. Before or after? After. After. Um, I mean, he had dabbled, you know, as you do as a kid with stuff, right. but it... Well, this, he was in his 20s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. Everybody Everyone does a little fun something. in there. Yeah, a little... Yeah. A little wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me. I never did anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was kind of the beginning of... Uh, and then, you know, he just kind of kept slipping down the slippery slope, and then he decided that he wanted to do something to inspire people. And he said, I want to wheel my chair across the country. Wow. No one's ever done it before. And you didn't know if he actually could or would or, I don't, yeah. I knew. I'm like looking at the guy going, well, are you an athlete? He was 43 years old. He's got like chronic arthritis. Oh, my gosh. So he'd no already money. been in the chair for like 20 years. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's like this older, regular, he sm- had a smoking habit of like probably 20 years smoker. Right. Uh, just recently, eight months clean from Crystal and Coke. When, when you started the film? Yeah, oh when I gosh. met him, oh I was like, gosh. "And you think you can push your wheelchair thirty-one hundred miles across the United States?" Yeah, you're like, "I want to see this." I was like, <laughs> "I don't know," and and I don't know why I thought he could do it. I, I, yeah. I and don't. we actually have pictures of you directing it. Yeah, with him. yeah, yeah. It was like, it was it was it was a hundred days on the road or something. Yeah, right? he averaged. Uh, should we say? He aver- He was averaging. He was trying to average well, thirty-one miles a day. Oh my gosh! Well, he wow. was actually he was trying to average. Initially, when we set out, he was trying to average, I think, 50 miles a day. But we realized quickly that wasn't going to happen. You were not doing it, right? No, I could have done it. I could have done it. But yeah, so anyway. But not in a wheelchair. No, I was on a bike uh, for almost the entire time. Right. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that was was pretty... 
And the name of the film? Roll With Me. Roll With Me. Yeah. So people could find it at rollwithme.org. Rollwithme.org and our Facebook page. And, you know, we have, a, I think it's just Roll With Me, A Journey Across America. Okay. But, yeah, it's, um, it's... Where would you like to ultimately see it? I know you want it in the festivals. Do you have a ideal you know, outlet for at, it at this point i'm like actually hbo oh that would be awesome would hbo be awesome. Hey, showtime netflix <laughs> hey anybody here's yeah. my phone number yeah um you know and also i would love we we always talked about this early on we want to be able to help people with it yeah and um i'm looking for impact partners and people like that who would like to use the film and we can together win you know somehow yeah. help the film somehow help the, the whoever would like to use it and we've already had a couple of groups calling us and talking about that which is mm -hmm. um the more people that see it the better it is very inspiring um it sounds really inspiring it, i mean that's yeah. nothing the, the the part that where he pushes his wheelchair that sounds amazing but there are other things he brought his nephew uh, with him who was zero days off a of crystal and coke and just out of heroin rehab and on probation he came on the trip oh my gosh was it uh, was it life-changing for him oh yeah Oh, yeah. All of us. Yeah. Life-changing for everyone. Everyone it's, involved. Oh, yeah. For How sure. did it change you to work on this film? Well, <laughs> I have the most insane respect for documentary film because I'd only made fiction before, and I'm officially documentarians are my heroes now. Yeah. I mean, that that's it. Yeah. That's it takes, just it. It took that, four years of your life, right? I mean, yeah, so far. People don't realize when they watch an <laughs> hour-and-a-half yeah. documentary yeah. and they're like, wow, they're blown away. Yeah really how much usually it's two to four years or more yeah. that people put into it oh uh, it's insane yeah. my editor jeff i would that's be why it's got to be a real love and passion jeff my editor i just want to quickly shout out to him because he is my my pete louis jeff mitsuyo my my core team sharon yeah. like without gabe of course the the guys chris yonke uh, chris cowis streeter christian link these guys Angel, they they yeah, actually village. Derek Gibbs. If they wouldn't have come on this trip, then there would be no film. I mean, right. there would be no story. And yeah. if it weren't for them, Jerry Cattell. Oh, so it's not all done just by the director? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go down. Tom Beers has come aboard. Yeah. Georgia Fox. I mean, uh, some people, really amazing people. Wayne Scholes. I mean, these people have. My dad has jumped in. Uh, Todd Alice, West Coast Chill, Connecta was one of our sponsors, the YMCA. I mean, they're just, you can't do this without all these people. Right. Yes. And I can sit here and and literally I could take a 45 yeah. minutes and just list. Right. The, the, and I'm, I'm sure I forgot somebody very important. but So this uh, film will help inspire um, handicapped people to understand that there are no limits. How about any people? And any people, <laughs> because you must look at that and say, my gosh, if he could do it, certainly I could do more. Yeah. And so if that speaks to people, it's, um, give us the website again. Uh, rollwithme.org. So at rollwithme.org, people could They donate. can reach out. Yeah. yeah. They, I don't know if they can still do They might be able to donate, but. Yeah. Um, at we, least reach out and you find can out certainly, where you're yeah, going yeah, and yeah. follow you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. on our Facebook page, too, we update we update the Facebook page a lot. So, right. yeah. And well, I know personally I can't wait to see the film. Me too, with Look, you. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Looking forward to it being yeah. in L.A. Thank and you everywhere. So much. Yeah. And thank you for giving your time and expertise and talent to making the film because if you didn't, the film wouldn't be made. So thank you. Thank you, Catherine. I know I it's going to impact a lot of people. I hope so. That's, yeah. the, that's the plan. Keep that's making the plan. beautiful films. Thanks. Thanks. And we will be right back with Britt Logan.
The Live, Love, Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 Karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. And we are back with screenwriter, actress, and director, Britt Logan. Hi, Britt. How are you? Hi, Catherine. Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you bet. You bet. Um, You have such an interesting uh, path of how you went from actress to screenwriter to director. Um, I know you love doing all three. Yes. Um, So I think people always love to know the journey uh, Mm -hmm. because there's certainly a lot of people out there here in L.A. and elsewhere that, you know, would love to, to be doing those things. They feel that artistic bug. Yes. And I know for you, you're one of those people I feel like, uh, you were born with this desire to do these, uh, artistic things in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. There was no other option. Yeah. No. I I mean, I couldn't see you doing banking or secretary or I don't think anybody wants me doing their banking <laughs> but yeah no I know I, I don't <laughs> it's funny you say that I actually think sometimes like what could I do yeah, if I did something if you else didn't do, like, yeah I don't know maybe I'd be yeah. a food critic but then I'm like but then I'm still writing yeah yeah so. right, right. <laughs> so you started uh you know very young I know mm-hmm. in uh as a kid you were in plays and whatnot yes. right so yes. that's how it started mm-hmm. and musicals and um I, I've actually known you a long time, so I, I do remember seeing you in a musical at uh, in your teenage years. Oh my god! And I remember your mom, who you were raised by a, a, a awesome single mom. Yes. And I know I always like to say that because uh, a lot of kids are raised by amazing single moms, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. I know you. W- you always say you wouldn't be where you are today without the support of her. Oh my god! Yeah, she's just so supportive. She had mentioned to me that she'd grown up in an era where the parents were like, you know, you have to get a practical job. She went into marketing, but she always wanted to be a writer and documentary filmmaker. And Mm -hmm. so I think she saw that same talent in you that she didn't get to do. And so she always encouraged you. And I always think that's a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, to to actually let your child do what they're meant to be doing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere without my mom. Yeah. She's awesome. So anyway, she she said to me, come see my daughter in this high school musical. She's really amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure she is. And then I went to see you and it, it was a, a think uh, you did an excerpt from Rent. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, yes. And totally blew me and everyone in the audience away. And I was like, okay, Leanne, uh, you do have a talented daughter. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it's not just her thinking that, you know, and I remember there were people there from Broadway that were like, oh, you're destined for Broadway. And uh, I know you th- kind of thought you'd end up there, so I was surprised you ended up in L.A. And yes. I-, I would just like to know, you know, share that journey that you had. How did you end up in L.A. as opposed to New York? Well, it's funny you say that. The dream was always for me, like you said, to be on Broadway, to do musical theater. That's my love. Yeah. And it still is. It yeah, still, still is still my love. Yeah, still something you'd like to it do. It still is my love. Yeah. But I think that you come to a certain point where you go – 
Hmm. Like it's like almost like I'm a big believer in signs and I feel like certain things come across your your way. And when I was 16, I flew out to New York um, to audition for Hairspray. And uh, that producer that you actually mentioned was one of the producers of Hairspray. So I thought like, oh, I have an in. Yeah. Like, I'm going to. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, that's OK. Uh, I thought, you know, OK, here I come, New York. I'm going to get cast in Hairspray. And so I fly to New York. And meanwhile, I didn't realize it was an open call. Stood in a line. And around if you were in block. Hairspray, who would you want to be? Because it's on. It's actually on tonight. Tonight. I yeah, know. I'm yeah, watching it. Yeah. It's, it's live on yeah. uh, Fox, I yeah, think. Yeah. Or NBC. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I. Who did you want to be? I want to be Penny. 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 That's, who, that's who I would have yeah. pegged you for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm definitely a Penny. Okay. And so I stood in line around the block twice. It was wrapped around the block twice for eight hours in New oh York. Oh, my gosh. And meanwhile, seeing so many people, like, rehearsing things. And everyone was, like, singing in line. It was a real cool New York experience. But just seeing the most talented people being sent away, sent away, sent away, sent away. Wow. And then I, I walked into the room, and I opened my mouth to sing. And I was supposed to sing 16 bars. And literally, like, I opened my mouth and said, like, two words. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> and I was I was oh so God. shocked. And I realize now in hindsight, I was too young for the show at the time. I was right. sixteen, but I looked like I was like twelve. Yeah. Because a lot of and it's not your talent. It's do do you fit whatever they have in mind to cast? And you can't take it personally. Well, yeah, and especially really. yeah. when you're playing uh, when you're playing 16 on stage, they're actually looking for you to be in your mid-20s oh, gotcha. to play, like, 16 yeah. on stage. Yeah. And so I know now that New York casting, they didn't have time to waste on me. I walked in the room, they're like, there's no part for you, just next. <laughs> and so, but that whole experience was a little jarring for me, and it just made me realize, wow, everybody wants this in such a competitive world, and there's only so many theaters. You know, there's yeah. only maybe what 16 20 theaters and not every show is going to necessarily have an opportunity for me so I just realized from a very young age okay this is something that I still can do but I think I need to um, start somewhere else and then eventually transition back to that once I have made a name for myself because right. nowadays you have people like Ashley Simpson starring on Broadway who right. would never be yeah. you know no offense to Ashley Simpson but yeah. like she's not you know you look at her and like Adina Menzel and yeah. No, yeah. Doesn't even hold. So yeah. anyways, I learned that okay, I'm going to go to LA and I had gotten an agent out here when I was 16 um from this competition I did and I came out here for pilot season, made all these relationships. So I thought right away like okay, I'm going to go to LA. I already have relationships there. Um so I didn't even let myself apply anywhere else for schools. I knew mm -hmm. LA and I ended up getting into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and I went to a really academic high school, so I knew you know, I, in, in my opinion, I'm like, I can add, I can subtract. Yeah. I know about. But you can't history. be a banker. I know that. I know. I, well, I mean, I'm good with a calculator. Um, but uh, I just knew that where I wanted to go. Right. So I came to L.A., uh, went to a conservatory, and it was such an amazing experience. And I loved it. And I grew so much as an actor. But I learned very early on here in L.A., especially, that you can be the most talented actor ever. But doesn't necessarily mean you're getting the part. Right. And, you know, I got to this point where I was auditioning and I was auditioning and I was almost cast and almost cast and between me and another girl always. And I but I couldn't put, you know, almost on my resume. I couldn't right. have a yeah. you know, if I could show almost you my almost resume, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, really impressed. I cannot believe you're sitting here. 
here. But uh, my almost resume is not uh, available. Um, but I just I was getting frustrated because I I liked having control right. of my life. Like I am, I guess, somewhat a control freak, but not in a like. Not in a a bad way. In a positive way. And so my mom. You like to create your life. Yeah. I I always say like, you know, controlled means making things happen. Yeah. I don't like to be at the mercy of someone else's decision. My future being in someone else's And that's the way it felt in acting. Totally. It did. And so, you know, my mom, again, was like, Brittany, you should write a screenplay. You should write a screenplay. Write a screenplay. And I'm like, okay, mom. All right. Whatever. And then my mom wrote a screenplay. Right. And I thought. My mom can write a screenplay. I can write a screenplay. Right. And so my mom actually came out to L.A. to some pitch fest and met this screenwriting teacher and named Glenn Benest and said, you know, hey, you should take his class. And at the time, it was summer. And I said, you know what? I've always had an idea for a script. Fine, I'll take the class. And it was more of like a table read sort of thing. You, and you and your mom knew that you had a talent for writing. Yeah, I was always a good writer in right. high school. And, and um, I, I did good in English. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always, we had these uh, like high school, these homecoming skits that we did. And I was always the writer, director, producer, choreographer Right, you used to and, put together all these shows. Yeah, I always wrote shows and stuff like that when yeah. I was a kid. So I always did it. But um just didn't think of that as my career. Right. So I wrote a screenplay, got really great feedback, and then I ended up getting representation from that one screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, man, I have, you know, they said, what else do you have? And I said, oh, I don't have anything else. Like, I kind of thought I'm going to write a screenplay, I'm going to star in it, and that's going to be my Rocky. <laughs> it's and good that's... to be young and naive. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, it was a high school story, and now that screenplay is still not made, and I can't play high school anymore. So it's okay, I'm going to direct it. But you can it. direct it, yeah. But I'm gonna, yeah. It's gonna, yeah, I'm going to direct it. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, I started screenwriting, and I ended up, I just learned Again, I was open to the signs that, you know, the universe or the world was presenting to me. And as a writer, doors kept opening. I kept getting these, like, random opportunities and pitch meetings. And I was able to sit down in the room with some really accomplished producers and directors and go toe-to-toe with them and 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 um, have them value my feedback and value my writing. And, um, and Realize then I, what a gift you have. Yeah, and yeah. then I would go on an audition and then they'd say, um, excuse me, um, what's your name? Can you, you know, can you stand there? And I just wasn't like, the way I was being treated as an actress right. wasn't serving who I was. Right. And the way I was being treated as a writer. With respect I, and Yeah, and just different. I was enjoying being a part of the creation of something. Right. Having an idea and putting it to paper and creating right. it. Right. And I and initially And you're a bright woman, so it's nice to be able to actually write and give your input and your ideas yeah. and have that respected and exactly. Um, I exactly. know you had said to me, you know, there's a gazillion actresses that look like me in Hollywood, but Writers, it's a little bit different. In fact, a yeah. young, beautiful female writer is actually, you know, a rarity. I think. Yeah. You know? I, well, I was in, exactly. Or and more as, rare. I, well, more yeah, rare. as I and unfortunately, it's that case. But I was now enjoying playing in a much smaller swimming pool. Right. You know, going on audition, and you know, again, there's nothing wrong with the career of acting. It's a wonderful profession. But being just kind of limited to oh, you're a blonde Caucasian yeah. versus like, actually, I'm a real, like I'm a human being. I'm different than other yeah. people. We're all different, yeah. you know, but I just liked being in, playing in a smaller pool 
And uh, I mean, it's just as competitive and just as hard, but I felt like the doors were opening for me as a writer. Right. And then... um, as it is when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, how things just kind of fall into place more exactly. easily. Exactly. Yeah. And Not it, swimming upstream. Yeah, exactly. And mm. and so I kind of went with what the universe was showing me. And also I have a career coach, uh, Barbara Deutsch. She's amazing. And she would always be like, just face the fact that you're a writer. She always called me the <laughs> reluctant writer. She's like, would you stop, you know, just. Like yeah. shut up and just yeah. be be what is he's a fabulous be, writer. Yeah, you are. exactly. Yeah, he's like you, she's like you act like it's some cross to bear. Do you know how many people <laughs> would wish to be in your right. position? Right. No, and it's I'm a, like yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And so then I'm like okay, I'm a writer. And then I sold my first screenplay this year. And being and I but I always had the thought of and I've been told from several people, you know, you're a director. You should really direct. You should really direct. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, well, I didn't go to technically, I didn't go to film school. I didn't go to school for directing. So I right. always felt like, I don't know, who do I think I am that I can just direct, right? right. And so I... Uh, these talents tend to be innate. Well, it's funny. Yeah. Now that I have directed, I realize I did go to my own film school, but it was my life. Like right. I was a choreographer for many years. I'm a photographer. I was an actress. I'm a writer. And all of those tools lent you itself use to this. have lent, have, well, it's basically like when I just directed my first film, it was like literally I felt like I was watching my childhood and watching my life flash before my eyes and seeing all the gifts I got along the way right, right. and how it all kind of you know, culminated into me being a director. Right. And and so I'll I'll rewind for a second of how I got to that point. So I, you know, I sold this film that I co-wrote with an amazing man named Gabe Torres. Um, and he's a fantastic director Can and writer. Can we say the name of it? Yeah, it's called yeah. Status Update. Status Update. Um, and mm-hmm. we sold it. And we were about to, we were going through the production process of it. And I thought kind of as one of the writers, like, oh, I would just, have say of everything and I realized no you know what for me to have the full creative control that I envision I have to direct it as if when in film right TV is a different medium TV the writers have a little bit more control mm-hmm. but in film and you know in this situation I'm very blessed I'm working with a good friend of mine so I am still being a part of the creative process but I was thinking like what if I wasn't what yeah, if what I if was you wor- sold your what if script? I just sold a screenplay to a director I mean technically According to contracts, I I just need two tickets to the premiere. I don't need to be on set. I don't need to be part of anything. And most That's of... That's when you got the light bulb. Well, and most of the stuff I write is really personal to me, or it comes from an experience, or I would want to be a part of the collaborative process. Right. And so and I realized... now realize, you've written several... Uh, Teen movies, right? Yeah, I have... Um, Coming of age I have a, I have a handful of... T- um, what, how many? Like four, four or five teen or young adult, like, coming-of-age comedies. And then I have a guy ensemble comedy. Um, and then I have a war biopic, which yeah. I will not be directing. Right. I but, know but my strengths. But that's a, a collaboration with your husband, yes, right? Yes, I co-wrote that one with my husband. Right. That was more his baby that yeah. he always wanted to write. And um, and that's Jalen Moore. He's yeah. an actor. Jalen Moore. Uh, he yeah. is going to be on 6 on History Channel coming January 18th at 10 right. p.m. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> Shameless plug for him. Yeah. Um, and he was on the show. He's been on my show. Oh, yes. Oh, Amazing of course. guy. Of course. You yes. guys are like the power couple here in Hollywood. Yes. Well, and 
I love the way you support each other. It's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Really cheer each other on. And you're both so talented and so ambitious and so tenacious that you just are like the ideal couple. But no, it it must it must help to have someone who's in the industry as your partner uh, who's cheering you on and uh, collaborating with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, and it's funny how you say like be hard to we, be with someone who didn't understand what you're doing. I know. I always yeah. think like it's funny. A lot of actors or people in the entertainment industries are so happy to have a partner that isn't in the industry. And on one aspect, I understand that. But on the other end, it's really it's a hard industry. And, and there's so many ups and downs and so many inconsistencies that it, it does help to be in a relationship with someone who's going through the same thing. Um, and it's funny how things happen because now that it's like Jalen's an actor and a producer and I'm a writer and a director. And so it's kind of great. Like between him and I, we have our own little team. Yeah. You know, if I need an actor and someone to produce my stuff, I know who to call. And, and yeah. if he needs something, you know, to write or someone to direct his stuff. You yeah, know, he knows who to call. So I we very much collaborate on our own projects, and we have a few things in the mix. Um, it's actually good that you don't do the exact same things because it's nice that you each bring well, yeah, different. We're never uh, in competition with table. each other. Yeah. You know, not that like even. Well, if you we certainly were, couldn't get the same part. I mean, <laughs> some people think I look like an Afghani Spanish like muscular man, but you know, <laughs> others others don't. Um, which is what he is. Yeah, which is what he is. Um, a handsome guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's handsome. <laughs> um, the uh, what was I going to say? Um, that, so that got you all off kilter. No, no, no. So I have this. How handsome! I he have. Is. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah. But uh, so we have this war biopic that we uh, wrote together. That's um, very timely. Is going, yeah, yeah, it's very timely. Yeah. So I, uh, and then and so I have all these things, and then. Uh, and things uh, take long here in, in Hollywood, right? Like oh, you can yeah. write a script and it could be a few years before it actually gets produced. Oh, yeah. or, or, yeah. or Even if or it gets bought. years yeah. just sitting there. I have a few scripts that are just sitting there, like that first screenplay I wrote. Right. I thought was going to be made like right. that. And it's it's still sitting there. But right. it's like now I have this kind of special like it's almost like it's like in my safe and I'm the only one who can open the key. Like I'm going to now direct that. Right, and so, right. And so it was meant to be that way. Oh, it totally yeah. was meant to be. Now, another interesting story just happened. You did a fundraiser for your first uh, short that you directed. Yes. Called The First Time. Yeah, The First Time. The First Time, time mm-hmm. which we know what that means. Yeah. And um, you submitted that to some film festivals mm-hmm. and had a lot of great feedback from that. Yes. Right? Yes. And so when you were fundraising, I understand someone made a donation because you had a, a certain donation level and can you tell us that story yeah so this is the whole thing this is why i really believe you know one door like if you really just listen and are are perceptive to what is coming in front of you like the most amazing gifts can happen so i you know i sold this film status update realized okay you know what i think i'm going to want to direct a lot of my features well no one's going to put their name on directing a feature if I haven't directed anything so maybe I should do a short so we're in Wilmington North Carolina my husband's filming the series and I actually have the time now to fundraise and do this short film and so I uh, it it's really 
crazy how all of this has happened. So um, I had a perk on there with with Indiegogo and Kickstarter. You have perks. So if like you know they donate five bucks, they get a T-shirt or whatever you think. So. Yeah. So I came up with a perk. I said if you donate a certain amount of money, I would give you script coverage, which means I would read your script and give you solid feedback and mm-hmm. notes. And I had one person who took me up on that, and it was this complete stranger named John Clark and uh, he's a computer software uh, guy in Houston, Texas and uh, sent me this script and I didn't really think too much of I didn't really think too much of it and then I read it and I was so blown away and so moved by it. And I saw, I ended up giving him 17 pages of coverage. And I was basically telling him, like, I think I would do this and I would do this. And I realized how collaborative I wanted to be with it. So we ended up having a phone conversation. And, I, you know, I said, you know, what are you doing with this film? And long story short, I ended up optioning it as a producer. And uh, we, co- I ended up co-writing it on spec with the condition that I'm going to direct it. So it's going to be my feature film. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's going to be my feature film directorial debut. And um, hopefully we begin production next year. That's I love the goal. that. And it's all because you did an Indiegogo uh, yeah. or kick, a Kickstarter? Yep. Uh, Indiegogo. Indiegogo yep. uh, fundraiser mm-hmm. for your own first short. And yep. look where it led. It's, it's just amazing. It's if amazing. you keep taking actions, how well, that's the thing. things uh, fall into place and more doors open. And, exactly. And I love the other day you said to me, yeah, we well, just have to raise a million dollars for it. And that's going to be no problem. And then we're going to make it. And I love that you have that uh, vision <laughs> and that uh, confidence uh, I was like, wow, a million dollars. That's really ambitious. Well, it's, and so fu- <laughs> yeah. well, it's funny because all of my other films are like 15, 20 million, 10 million. So I'm finally like, yes, I have a million dollar picture. This is going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, all perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. I have a table read of it this Sunday that um, – I have um, a lot of industry coming, too, that we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they'll get behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not too many uh, people that can act, uh, write, and direct. So you are very special. Thank you. And I've always known that you make it here in L.A., which is not an easy thing to do. But it's not just uh, talent. It's tenacity. Mm -hmm. And if anybody has that, uh, Britt, that would be you. Uh, you could bottle it and sell it for a lot of money. <laughs> if, if only, only people could, could buy tenacity. If only I could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I remember saying to your mom, absolutely, she's going to make it here. And she said, how do you know that? And I said, because she won't stop until she does. And so, you know, and I know your husband is the same, the yeah. two of you. You and Jalen are just, you eat, live, and breathe this. This yeah. is what you're meant to do. Yep. You're both talented. You both love it. Mm-hmm. You're wonderful networkers and, and just awesome people. Mm-hmm. And you deserve it. That's Thank the other you, part. Catherine. That's that the mean, other part. That means a lot. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, We're, so uh, uh, keep putting out all that good energy because uh, it's going to continue to pay off. Thank yeah. you. How could people uh, contact you if they want to follow your career or get behind your films? Um, um, I think right now the best way to follow me would be on social media. Um, I have a, my Instagram handle is at uh, Britt Logan Writes. Um, and that's writes like W-R-I-T-E-S, like I'm a writer. Um, or uh, on Twitter, um, at B underscore Logan Writes. And then... Um, you know, feel free to I'm trying to think 
if I have anything. You don't want to put public. your phone number out there, huh? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, check me out on IMDb. <laughs> IMDb Pro. IMDb Pro and see uh, all the things the you're journey. working on. Yeah, Britt Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to be watching you. We're watching you. Hey. We're following well, you. good, good. Yeah. Hopefully there will be things to watch within the near future. And uh, I have no doubt. The coolest thing is how this is all kind of coming to a head is all I've ever wanted to do was act and eventually – I'll be directing my own films and I'll right. be able to act and I'll be able to do everything I want. And the best part is I get to play with Wait. all my favorite people. I get to run the show, That's which cool. is what I like to do. That's cool. And you'll probably get the Oscar for directing. Well, you know, from your mouth <laughs> to God's ears, Kat, it'll be the most ironic Oscar ever. And I will so appreciate it. And it was said here first. It was said here first. So make sure and, you see that. <laughs> and when you raise that million, and I know you will, I want you to come back and I want to talk about that film when it's oh, done absolutely because i know oh it's God. happening i will hold you I to that happening. i will hold you to that absolutely <laughs> all Great. right well we will be back this time next week with other great women thank you so much for tuning in happiness hugs and happiness and make it a great week The Live Love Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. The Live Love Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 Karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. 